Hello. What up, everybody? What's going on? Salty Dogs Podcast coming at you. In the house. From the basement. We're quarantined. I think we're about six feet away from each other. I'd say. Ish. Practicing brochial distancing for sure. <laughs> it's kind of hard when we've got a sick bromance going on. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> we're pretty tight brochachos. We're cleaved for sure. <laughs> for this reason, a man shall leave... No, no, no. Cleaving's a spiritual principle, not just marriage. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Oh, I just meant like and unite himself to his bros. <laughs> <laughs> man, check this out. This is an interesting situation. What's that? Well, actually, this happened in January, but it's not often that it's just you and I in it's the true. studio. It's true. If you're watching live, which, by the way, if you're listening to after we've gone live, we go live on Facebook. So follow us on Facebook.com. We, pre- we preface before we... That's right. But if you're watching live, we have a, a stand-in guest today since, uh, or a stand-in co-host. Yeah. Skylar um, couldn't, Skylar couldn't Skylar can make it here with us. Christopher. With, with, with us in spirit. And Chris yeah. gave some lame excuse for Oh, whatever. no, it was a legit excuse. Oh, I might have been legit So we excuse. have uh, El Pinguino Del Norte, <laughs> our uh, podcasting penguin. Speak up, bro. Yeah. Say something. It's not funny for the people who are listening, but it maybe it's a little funny maybe. for the people watching. But anyways, yeah, good stuff. Good to be here, man. Yeah. Still kind of uh, some crazy quarantine stuff going on, but, you know, one yeah. of these days. It's, it is crazy, man. A little bit. I I still don't know how I feel about it, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're not freaking out, you're not filled with fear and giving in to all the media craze i think you're in a good place because there are some who i don't think we should be afraid man no, we should definitely should not be afraid no you know yeah but <clears throat> well sweet deal yeah go ahead no we've we've got an agenda today i don't have S- much S- else sem- semi-agenda a little bit of an agenda yeah, we're just gonna <clears throat> shoot the breeze talk about some things yeah so i guess you know um we never really got to talk about you and i took a trip to the mountain we did, you know, and we never really talked about it. Um, we talked about talking about it. We we did we did begin to talk about it on one of the podcasts, and <clears> then <throat> we just we did what we always do, which is nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> we did nothing we with just it. Just meander off, you know, and into our own little world or whatever. So, no, I just wanted to I just wanted to talk about that, and then like also, you know, cast some vision. Our mountain trip, yeah, the mountain trip, and, and you've got a cave trip. I mean, dude. So if you've not been to our website recently, saltydogspodcast.com, we have a blog with multiple contributors and we just recently acquired a new contributor <laughs> who should have been one from day one, Dude, but bugging me about took that him a little forever. while. Yeah. I and just had so, to get around to it, I guess. Yeah. So he, Casey dropped his first blog and uh, it's called uh, Lessons from the Cave, part one. Yeah. So you've got, with that being a part one, you've got more coming. Oh man. Yeah. I, there's just, there's a lot to unpack there though. That, that was, you know, I take, take a lot of trips, you know, um, hiking and, you know, climbing mountains and whatever, Lucky. but that was, I mean, that was honestly one of the most empowering and spiritual experiences that I had ever had. And I, I just took so much out of that, um, that I related to like currently for me, but I think something that's so applicable to a lot of people right now, you know, and, um, I was really happy to write that blog. And honestly, when I started writing it, I was like, cause I was just like, all right, I'm just, you know, Jason was getting after me and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And once I started writing it, man, I just felt, you know, the spirit of God just 
you know, coming through me and writing that, you know, and, and it was just exhilarating. And then I started writing the other part today. I don't know how many parts there's could it be, but there's just a lot to unpack, but man, it's I really, I don't know. I just, it'll be a series. It, it excites me. And it'll know? turn into a memoir. I was excited to write the second part. I mean, I wasn't excited when I first started the first part, but mm -hmm. then I got excited. That's how that works, man. Yeah. Sweet deal. Well, I'm glad that you get to have a platform, multiple platforms. Yeah. To be able to share what the Lord's doing in you. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're going to do here tonight too, because we'll talk a little bit about the cave situation yeah, for you. Yeah. You, yeah. We can go into that too. Um, Whatever. You know, the, you know, the pit to the summit and everything in between and just kind of cast um, vision for, you know, the ministry that you and I are starting as well. Um, you know, with the help of some others, but man, God really put it on our heart to start this ministry. And so we'll just put, put it out there. Yeah, speak put, it into existence. He, yeah. He put a burning heart, burning desire in my heart. And I know that this is like my life's work. You know, I know that this is where the route that I'm supposed to go. And, yeah. and, um, so I'm just going to do some casting, some vision there. It's going to be casual, man. This is a non Totes cash, Totes super cash, <laughs> super cash. Yeah. Super casual. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, well, find another podcast you know <laughs> maybe it's not. true it's true i guess yeah but sweet so man we're gonna have to like recap we're gonna have to walk back through it you know because it's been a long time it was over a year ago not over a year i think we went in october oh you're you're right was it october september i, th I think it was september no yeah it was the weekend before labor day i think yeah because yep. yeah, it's true. Because it was like almost it was the towards the very end of when the um, the state parks and stuff are allowing people to camp and do all those things. Yeah, that's to like right. reserve the space. Yeah, and I yeah. had and I had just gone on a trip the previous weekend uh, with Skyler. That's why we, you know we were going to have him on here, but he had some stuff come up. So uh, to, Pikes Peak. to Pikes Peak, yeah, right. which was cool. <laughs> um, it was cool because it was like, it was, it was pretty challenging. There's a lot of people doing it though. And, uh, you know, and then you get, you're, you're like do, going through this grueling thing, just hiking and hiking. You're like, man, is this ever going to end? You know, and you start to reach the summit and you get up at the top and there's a restaurant up there with a parking lot with all these people <laughs> taking pictures, yeah. you know, looking over the summit, taking pictures and you get up there, you're like, ah, ah, you like come, <laughs> come crawling over the top of the summit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, you know, you don't, you didn't earn those pictures, man. Right. You know? <laughs> like, well, yeah. So I didn't see you down there, you know? Right. So, so we're, yeah, we're in Kansas and, uh, you know, we border Colorado. It's about an eight hour drive there into the state. A, that's a, that's and, a hellish uh, drive too. That's, that's Western, it's pretty brutal. that's Western Kansas and Eastern Colorado. It's bro. like nothing oh, going on, man. Oh, man it's yeah, it's brutal. pretty brutal. You it gotta, is. you gotta listen to some NF to get you through. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dude. uh, the first time I ever went to Colorado, we went and I think it was called like the, you know, uh, what was it? Fort, Fourth of July trail. I think that's what it was called or independence. I can't remember what it's called. Something like that. And we went and we hiked and it was the first mountain I ever summited. And it was only like 13, four or something, but it kicked the living crap out of me yeah. and took us forever. And I, I put every ounce of my being into getting to the top of that mountain. Yeah. And of course I came back and I was uh, leading a, or yeah, pastoring whatever small church at that point in time, I call it small, whatever. Um, <laughs> And I, of course I came back and like preached the whole sermon on like, you know, Oh, if you want to see things you've never seen, you've got to do things you've never done before. And like yeah, this the whole, usual, the, the, the huge, yeah, this, <laughs> the typical pastor you know. summited a mountain yeah. Uh, sermon. Yeah. 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 So, but we did that and uh dude, it kicked our asses. And then, um, a, 
storm was coming in, so we got off that mountain quick. You should have. And then we went and we got a hotel room. We just crashed, but I think we slept yeah. for like 12 or 14 hours. <laughs> well, the next day we actually went to Pike Peaks, Pike's Peak and we drove it. Oh. And so. You were one of those guys. Well, I was one of those guys with Pike's Peak, <laughs> but right. I had summoned another mountain the day before. Man, Pike's Peak's a 14er, man. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a, that's a, oh man, Skylar and I were doing <clears> that one. And I'm telling you, you know, and there's, and the reason I wanted to talk about the mountain trips too is because like there is so much, um, and those kind of things that you do whether it's like descending into a cave or, or, you know, uh, hiking up a mountain, you know, there's just, there's so much their content, um, that you're experiencing and that you can relate to your spiritual experience as well, you know? And like, man, I just remember we were walking up and once we, once you got to like the last bit of it, that was, that was the toughest part. Cause you'd just been going for, I think it took us like six hours or something like that. I'm not sure, but we were hiking for a a hot minute and you get to the top man and then all of a sudden like you know the top's there but like everything's just given out like you just don't even want you know your brain's mm-hmm. telling you to stop yeah. your body is just like your legs yeah. are and then you're like and as you get to the top it gets steeper and steeper and the and the turns get harder and harder and you're like go Did you guys stop. have to scramble at all when you got there? no no it wasn't any scrambling and like i said there was a lot of people there um so that experience was different than our experience that that you and I had had. Yeah. Um, just cause I mean, you know, there's just a lot of people there and I mean, it was cool still, it was, it was still cool to do a 14 er you know, and, uh, and to, and to accomplish that and get to the summit. But man, honestly, I, I took, when you and I went, like we only saw like, I think two people or three people. There was just a few that there was, there was on that one select. I feel few. like that was kind of an obscure it really was place. It's uh, not I, a typical. No. I don't know if it's typical. No, it was the Santa. It's the Santa. San, de, it's the we Sangre de Cristo. Sangre de Cristo. The it's blood of this, this, the blood of Christ the mountain Christ, range yeah, in Colorado. Man, how appropriate. Yeah. But where, what was the So what was the name of that little town? You Westcliff. Westcliff. Westcliff, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Man, there ain't nothing there. Yeah. But, um, you know, that experience to me, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not, you know, saying that the other experience wasn't, wasn't spiritual because it certainly was, but that experience that you had, that you and I had, man, just like, because it was obscure and because Mm -hmm. it was, you know, it wasn't, it's not like one of those real big tourist traps, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that, that to me, the phantom terrorist, man, like that, (laughs) that was bomb, bro. (laughs) You know, that was bomb. Well, it was funny. So first of all, we, you know, I had got. I had gone to Colorado that one time and had that mountain experience. And I don't know if our listeners, if they've ever been uh, hiking and have gone to Colorado or not, or been to any place where there's mountains or outdoors, whatever. But I had been for like two years trying to go on a trip back to Colorado because I just want to get out there. Part of that was me just wanting to go and just leave it all there. I wanted to physically exhaust myself to like, to, to the point to where I just couldn't do anything else, right? Like I want to just completely pulverize my body by exerting as much energy as I possibly could. Yeah. And at the same time, achieving something and seeing something I've never seen before. And right. and that's why I like hiking. That's why I like going to mountains. And of course, I've only been to two now, but still it's a freaking awesome experience. It really is. And so you, you were in a place where you probably need to get away 
and we yeah. went and had a long drive, had a lot of laughs. Oh, uh, man. You slept on rest stops and did all that crazy crap. But, we did. But getting to that mountain and just... We didn't really even know where we were going. No, it's kind of I like a blind just, situation. We, yeah, who do we ask? Did he ask Joey's it was, dad? It was Joey's dad, yeah, and he, he told us like about the, he was like, yeah, Alvarado Campground is where there, we ended up. Yeah, yeah. So I booked the spaces, didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. Show up, we sleep in our hammocks between the trees. Yeah. And they were aspens, right? Aspen trees? Uh, quaking aspens, yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. There's another descriptor I didn't yeah, know about. Well, you know, <clears throat> do it right if you're going to do it. Right. But- you know, we get there, we, we sleep, we get up early, we make the cowboy coffee on the campfire, do all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then we take off, bro. And we have no idea what we're getting into and no idea where we're going. And just the one thing that I remember, and I knew this would happen because it happened the first time and you, and, and you get to see things you've never seen before. Cause you begin to get a perspective you've never had right. the more that you climb and the higher that you get. And so you start at the bottom of that thing. And you just walk and walk and walk. And yeah, you're taking in the beauty and you, you know, you're seeing things like there was a waterfall and, uh, just nice cool water and like all this crazy stuff that was happening. And, uh, but just the thing that I remember is like, you just keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And for me, the rush is the higher you get and you just realize like, man, we are way the heck up here. Yeah. And like, you look down at the Valley and you're just like, holy crap, we were down there like four hours ago. Look how freaking high we are. Look how far we've come. Yeah. You know? And just that. Once you, once you hit Alpine, like you are up there, you know, that's, that's above tree level. Yeah. I was going to say, tell people what that means. Yeah. The Alpine means, you know, where trees don't grow. You're above the tree level. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, perspective, man. That was a that was a big part of it, you know, um, and the elevation of your perspective, you know, and and how that higher ground, achieving higher ground, it actually broadens your perspective. You can see further, man. You yeah. know, and the valley, man. Rem- I remember we were driving through there, like you know, we were driving through the valley, and the valley sucked, man. It was like it was just ugly, you well, know. You, you, you know remember? what I, I I don't remember it being so ugly, but what I don't like about driving in Colorado is that you have to actually that I was driving. And so I wanted to look around and look at all the mountains. <laughs> so when you're driving through the mountains and you're starting to see these huge peaks, like I'm just blown away by that stuff. It's so majestic. It's so beautiful. It is, I am, I am just in awe, completely in awe every time I go and I just stare up at the mountains. And, uh, when I'm down there, I don't want to be down there. I want to be up there. All like right. I see the mountains. I'm like, that's where I want to go. Right. That's where I want to be. You know, and so it's not so much that it sucks, I suppose, as much as when I'm there, I want to be somewhere else. Right. Well, I mean, just comparatively speaking to where, you know, where we, we started camping and then when we started walking, like in the tree line and everything was so green and so lush and the waterfalls were rolling and everything like in the valley, everything, you know, as we were driving at the base and driving to that valley, it was just it just seemed desolate to me. You know, the grass was all brown. And, oh, right. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it was just like, man, like how oftentimes in our lives we go to valleys, go through valleys. You got to go through valleys if you're going to the mountain, you know, and, and uh, the mountain is a place to change. You know, it has been, mm-hmm. and it, it, it is a place to change in biblically in the biblical context as well. You know, talk about, you know, the transfiguration, <laughs> you know, the, the crucifixion, uh, Abraham taking his son up, you mm-hmm. know, like all these places. Like all these things that happen, you know, these really key moments, a lot of them happen on the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, and back in the ancient times, you know, I think, you know, where whoever could, could worship their God 
on a higher mountain peak meant that their God was higher than the other gods, Mm -hmm. you know, when they used to make their sacrifices on the top of the mountains, you know, and it's like one of those, you know, booyah, you know, got you, got you type of things and, uh, the sacrifice of Christ. I mean, even that, you know, and so, um, but yeah, it's a place to change, you know, and, and, and I, I had brought a lot there, you know, when, in our trip and, um, this was like right when all the divorce was happening and, and, uh, dude, just like in this real surreal, it's just all I can like describe is just like empty space. You know what I mean? That's not filled by something that was there before, you know, and, uh, deep hurt. And, but when you conquer something like that, you know, and, and that the Phantom Terrace wasn't like a 14 or anything. It was a long <laughs> hike. I mean, that's a long hike. I mean, we got, you know, halfway up. It was supposed to be like a 12 mile round trip. Yeah. I mean, it's a long hike. 12 miles is a long way, especially when you're hiking, because it's not a straight line. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, that's a long hike. Well, the average human takes what, like 25 minutes to walk a mile. Yeah. So if you just, as, uh, as the crow flies, as yeah. the crow flies, not ascending right with a ruck and yeah you know you're going up and you're in elevation and all that stuff yeah it's pretty brutal it is it can, and it can be especially if you're not accustomed to it and you know you know people that live on the mountain man you know I, like they're accustomed to that you mm-hmm. know and we live you, you know we're a flat we're flatlanders you know what i mean we're not accustomed to that and so that comes into play you're in a place you've never been before and all of a sudden that altitude that 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 environment I mean, think about time spiritually and places you've never been before that you're not accustomed to how, how tiring it can be, you know, in those places that you've never been and, and how that just wears on you and, and the, and the stuff you're carrying with you, Yeah, you right. Know, you know, and, and yeah. I imagine, you know, Isaac carrying that bundle of wood up, you know, yeah. Abraham's got nothing on mm-hmm. and he's walking up there. Isaac's got to carry all the wood, you know, like, and I imagine just those burdens that we bring, man. And mm-hmm. so, and the, and to me, when you summit or when you get to to that peak, that's a place of unburdening, you know, it's mm-hmm. a place of transformation. And, uh, Ephraim Taylor, who's going on the trip with us, you know, he's from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. The guy was on tree or, or the Ninja warrior. He's been, oh, on, was he, he's been on that show like four times. Dang. Yeah, dude. He must and, be swollen. Huh? Yeah. So he, he does those kind of trips and, you know, he was saying like the point of it is, is to come back changed or, you know, don't come back at all, you know? Wow. And, um, to, to intently have a purpose that you're going up there for, you know, to, to be intent on, on, on what you're bringing to God. Was know, he the one me, that was, to meet him there. So we, we put together a little, a, a little chat, um, mm-hmm. messenger thing. He was a guy that said, Hey, I want to talk about what's the purpose of us yeah. going and what we're going to accomplish yeah. the trip. Yeah, right. Exactly. Cause when I saw that, I was like, it's uh, it's not what just, do you mean? Yeah. But now I understand. Yeah. And so just to, to cue our, our, our listeners and our viewers in. So we're, um, I've, God has put a ministry in my heart. Um, <clears throat> once I started doing these trips, you know, I, I climb trees and everything that I do whenever I climb and whenever I do these things is so spiritual. You know what I mean? I just feel so connected to, you know, the original, the original intent, which was to be connected to God, connected to each other and connected to nature as a whole to creation. And whenever I do those things, I just felt super connected. Um, and so after what I've been through this past year, actually my whole life, you know what I mean? Um, has 
prepped me, you know, to be able to, to do this. And so we're going to start a ministry and I, and I pitched this to Jason or I just told him, I was like, man, this is what I'm doing. And Jason was like, yeah, I'm on board for sure. And uh, so we're, I'm starting a ministry and it's called Ascension Ministry for Broken Men. And so essentially what we're going to be doing what we're going to be geared towards, you know, um, is people with who, men who have struggled mm-hmm. with like depression, especially addiction, mm-hmm. uh, alcoholism, yeah. things yep. like that. And then men who have been, uh, devastated by divorce, Yeah, you know, um, right. because in the, those things, th- those three things that I just listed off are debilitating in a lot of ways. Um, they make you feel absolutely worthless you know, uh, depression and anxiety is just like, a, it's a, it's a smothering feeling addiction, man. Like, why can't I overcome this? Yeah. You know, alcohol yeah. and, and, and drugs, you know, why can't I overcome this? You, I, like I said, man, I remember times, man, like, you know, I've been on my knees. I've been in tears in the night, just tormented by why can't I stop crying out to the Lord, oh, yeah. man. And, yeah. and, uh, it's, 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 horrible. It's horrific. And then divorce, man, um, is just one of those things that, especially if you're, you're the recipient and is one of those things, especially as men, you know what I mean? You just feel like you utterly failed, you know, and failure in our minds, the way that we grasp it is, is like one of those knives, you know what I mean? That cuts really deep and it makes you feel you're not worth it. You right. Know, well, you take it on as your identity rather than exactly. it's something that has happened to you or right? Right. rather than failure being an experience. We take it on as an identity. Right. I'm a failure rather than right. I have failed. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so you transfer that to you and, um, and it makes you feel just absolutely worthless. And I find, and that's where I was, man, for a long time, long time until recently, you know, and God shed light, man. And gosh, what he's been doing in my life recently. I mean, I'm talking real recently, like the past three weeks, you know, right. um, the things that he's done, dude, like I can just feel, like I said, connectivity and I can feel change. You know, I feel different, you know, for the first time in a long time, not just like saying, saying, oh yeah, I'm different. You know what I mean? Cause we can say that all day long, but just the, the way that I've been interacting and, and, and the way that things have been happening, man, I just feel and moving and, Dude, I, I can't remember a time in my life where, I mean, I, like Teen Challenge maybe, but still, I was still troubled. But yeah. now, man, like even in the face of, even in the face of these circumstances of, of, of a life destroyed, you know what I mean? Of a life that I burned to the ground, I find, I, I find peace and beauty in that and beauty in those ashes, man. Like that verse comes to life, you know, for the first time, the beauty and ashes, like where everything has been burned down, but man, you can see it, you know, it's like this beauty and you can recognize that and prophesy that. And I attribute a lot of that to the trips that I've taken. I really do. Um, because it was a freeing experience to me. It was an empowering experience because when you give men who have identified themselves as failures or have had people identify them as a failure or, you know, ridicule them or, you know, um, walk out or abandon you because you're a drug addict or alcoholic or you, you have trauma or these things and and like where people don't want to get their hands dirty, you know what I mean? Messing Mm -hmm. with you. you just, because nobody wants to be around you you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel that. And then you think that that's true. I'm unlovable. I'm, I am a failure. You know, this will never get better. I'll never, I'll never get past this. And so what I found in these experiences, climbing these mountains and especially in the cave, man, um, 
was when you conquer something, when you give people that have that mentality something to conquer physically, you know, and not just, oh, we're going to, you know, do a little tourist thing or, you know, have like a tour through a cave or whatever. I'm talking about like, give them something gnarly to, to do, man, so that yeah. you have to man up and do right. it, you know, and, and you know, man, that was, and I know, I mean, I was a little bit in, in better shape because I climb all the time. Sure. But you know, that was, that was, that was, it was a tough hike, you know, and yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was kind of brutal in some ways uh, on some of those, pi- time. on some of those pitches, it was brutal. Yeah. You know, For and, sure. and I know when you, when you go through that and you put yourself through that, just like you were saying, like, you know, you wanted to exert something, you, your every effort that you had to conquer something. And, and I find that when you give men, that have the mentality of I'm a failure. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a piece of crap. You know, they're yeah. right. You know, they're right about me. This is who I am. Right. When you give them that experience, man, that's an empowering thing. Yeah. And it translates spiritually. Sure. Well, th- this whole thing is like multifaceted one, you know, not everybody, not every man has ever had an opportunity to go to get away and go spend some time in nature especially not with other dudes, right. Or other guys, but having that opportunity to go do that, presenting an opportunity to conquer something, the idea of conquering, like I, I think about that all the time. I feel, I often feel like, you know, I want to try and stay in shape. I want to try and run. I want to do all these things, but to just make that a normal part of my life, it's really difficult. But if you give me like a challenge or if I say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to run a half marathon in, in October, which I'm supposed to be doing, starting to work towards that, been running, right. Got sick, getting, getting better, getting back into it. Um, knowing that we're going to be going to the mountain in June. Like I know, Hey, I got to get my ass in gear. Yeah. I got to start working out. And so if I could put my mind to something and then do what it takes to make sure that I'm in my best shape or doing my best to train to accomplish that, like it's a lot easier than me just trying to make something a normal part of my life. So there's the challenge aspect, which I think is, is fantastic. So I want to feel challenged. I want to go give my everything. Like I want to accomplish something. I get to do it with one of my best friends in this world. Right. That's, that's a big deal. But being able to get out into nature and get on the mountain and like, you know, touch the flowing water of this like cold snow melting off the top of the mountain, hearing, hearing the rush of the water, you know, um, being down by it. it, It's just the nature experience is so difficult for me to express, but I freaking love it. The other aspect to this entire thing is getting that community of men to do something together, the solidarity. Right. And then also what makes it even more powerful is that there are people like you and me who've been through what we've been through in different ways, but have come lived lives with addiction and all kinds of stuff that have just plagued us guilt, shame, pain, that kind of thing all through our lives. And right. so you get guys who have kind of been through some of that. We're not all the way out on the other side, but we're continuing to make progress. And so then essentially what we're talking about doing is inviting other guys who say, yeah, I need that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and that was the purpose and in, in part of the title too, is I wanted it to be for a, broken, to man. be expressed what it was for, you know, and I'm not, I'm certainly not shooting down guys that want to go to the mountain, but honestly, um, I'm, I'm trying to minister 
you know what I mean? And I'm trying to minister by experience because I know firsthand, you know, the darkness that can exist in those kind of things, man. And I don't want men to, to, to live the rest of their life doing that. And so the, in the title, you know, ministry for broken men, for broken men, and I want to cultivate, you know, a place you know, where if you need to, whatever you need to do, man, to get that off of you, if you need to weep, if you need, if, if you need to cry out, if you need to scream at the top of your lungs, you need somebody to talk to, you need someone to minister to you, you know, like I want to cr- create a, and cultivate a place of vulnerability because as men, when we, th- even that word is probably making some guys cringe right now. Oh, vulnerability, ugh. right? exposure, yeah. you know, and that's a key element in mountain climbing and cave caving in tree climbing is the word exposure, exposure, you know, and what we do in rope access is we mitigate that risk because there's always a risk of exposure mm-hmm. when I'm way out far on a limb, mm-hmm. you know, and my angle is tight, I'm mitig- I'm exposed, mm-hmm. you know, and I mitigate that by skill and by training, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're descending 125 feet down into the darkness next to a waterfall sun, that's exposure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're completely exposed and vulnerable. And in those moments, dude, I I felt, I feel man in that exposure. And when you mitigate that and you conquer it, like there's something inside of you, man, that comes alive because you're living in that vulnerability. You're living in that exposure, you're mitigating it and you're experiencing it. And I wrote about Mm. that in my blog, which was one of the most powerful experiences was that I chose to trust my anchor point. And right. if you haven't read the blog, I mean, go, go read it. You know, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm proud of it because I'm proud of what the Lord did through yeah. it. So you, you got, know? so let's just talk real quick about that. You got an invite to go to a cave in Georgia <laughs> Yeah, and you can only go down by rope access right? and you have to so, have the training to be able to do it. Right. Well, you have to be really familiar with knots with rope access in general. Okay. Um, you know, and I've been climbing, you can climb for a long time. The, the guys that I went, you know, climbing for a long time, one of them's a really awesome rock climber too. He does that stuff all the time. So he had that kind of experience. Nice. And, and so me, I, you know, and I got to rock climb for the first time I was out there too, which was another thing, you know what I mean? And so, um, but you know, yeah. So my buddy Nick called me up like four days before the weekend. And he was like, man, you want to come bounce this cave, bounce this pit. It's called the fantastic pit. So it's the lar- it's the longest pit or, you know, it's the deepest pit in the continental United States. It's 600. 600- oh, really? Yeah. It's 600 feet straight down. So into did darkness. you guys get to the bottom of it? So I didn't. So the, the water was going a little bit crazy oh, okay. because um, we, we got there right after it rained and right ah. after it rained. I mean, the first, the first drop, the, the, which is called the warm up pit, which is the one that I did is 125 feet. That's the one where those where two Florida students died right. because they got, they, got, got yeah, they got tangled in the waterfall. Yeah, they brutal. died of hypothermia. That's before you even get there. So you have to Dude. descend 125 feet. Then you have to navigate through the cave. And then there's part, there's parts where you're literally walking across like what looks like a path and you look down close, you know, and you got the wall here with your anchor points. You clip in every time, every time you're always secured because one slip, dude, you are done, son. Right. Yeah. It's that serious. (laughs) So you have to get across that and then you have to ascend 40 feet with all of your gear. 
And then you have to walk around. So the only thing I can explain is like a ledge. It's like a boulder, and there's a ledge, right? That that that, that wraps around it, and mm-hmm. you got the ropes there that are preset, so you can clip in. Right. And you are literally when you get there, you have to shimmy around that boulder, and you are looking 600 feet down. Oh my gosh! And um, it was crazy, man. And then you have to set up all your anchors, and then you have to descend 600 feet, mm-hmm. and there's only one way back up. Right. Ascending. Do you Ascending. know 600 feet is the height of the Eiffel? or sorry the statue of liberty dang that's how high that is holy moly and the only the longest or the highest so how long did the whole thing take you we were in the cave i think six or seven hours but but Whoa. but yeah which is crazy but markley was the only one that did it because he's crazy you know what I mean? uh-huh. he's legit crazy. how many guys went me markley and taylor okay and so taylor opted out too because it was just it was really? just, he's too just gnarly. like I'm yeah. and he's, he's bounced that pit before and it was just it was just too, too gnarly. crazy with the water right and so also we didn't have a long enough rope mm-hmm. so and this was the thing that sketched me out you know what i mean and as a first time caver you know like that was my first experience and, yeah. and to do the fantastic pit on your first caving dude that would be that's, yeah that's gnarly right. like, i mean even that 125 is it like descent is, is it still like gnarly. climbing mount everest on your first hike I mean, right? It's something yeah. like that. I mean, it's yeah. It's, let's do this, bro. It's a caver's dream, and they, they oh, okay. keep they keep that secret. The, the society there in Georgia, keep, the caving society, they have caving societies all over mm-hmm. the United States. But you guys weren't wearing like keep, hoods and sacrificing things. No, right? no. They, it was it's a secret. It's <laughs> a secret, secret society. They keep those really, really secret because they don't want people down there because you know it's they it's don't dangerous. want. Well, it's dangerous first of all, and then they also don't want tourists there. You right. know what I mean? It's a special thing, and that pit, the fantastic pit, that's like a caver. Like if you do caving, like here in the continental U S that's your dream right really? there. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's super hardcore. And, uh, but we didn't have a long enough rope. So we had, we had to connect, we had a 400 foot rope and then we had a 200 foot rope. So we had to connect them, which meant that on our descent and our ascent, we'd have to stop in the middle and change our system over the knot while mm-hmm. you're suspended. Yeah. Untold hundreds How of feet off the, the floor. How do you do that? Well, you, 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 it's <laughs> well, part of rope access, sure. but you know, um, and it was just, to me, it was too gnarly. And you know, this is, this is one of those things with exposure and mitigating exposure is like knowing, knowing when to say no, you know what I mean? And it, and I felt uncomfortable and, you know, and I, I was like, man, I I feel like a chump, you know what I mean? But Markley looked at me and he's like, dude, if you even have a a single doubt in your mind, don't even, don't even, don't even do it because that's when bad stuff happens. You have to go in there and you have to walk in confident that you're going to do it. Well, let's, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about our next trip then. Cause second week in June, we're going back to Westcliff to, to finish that 12 mile loop to conquer the phantom right. terrace now and this is part of that it, right so understanding when exactly so let me tell a little bit about yeah, that story you know i i was uh i did some working out maybe i dropped a couple of pounds a month or two before going but i knew that i hadn't trained as much as i as i could have busy and all that fun stuff but I told myself that I was going to make it to the top of that freaking thing where right? I was like, whatever, we're going to do it. I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to leave it out there. I'm going to exhaust myself. I'm going to do as much as I can. Right. I was excited about it. I, we didn't know what we were getting into, you know, we're looking right. at the trail and I'm trying to pull up the map. Like, I don't know how to read that crap. I'm like, oh, okay, we're supposed to go here and do this. Well, we're going, we're going, we're going. I don't know how many hours we're in, you know, three or four hours into the hike or something like that. And we, we finally get to the lake, which, you know, we're, 
getting high. We're getting up there, but I have no idea where the trail goes. Yeah. And my leg's starting to cramp up. That's why it's called the Phantom Terrace too. <clears throat> exactly. It's because you so, can't, you don't, you can't, you, you can't see where the trip, where, where you start going across. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what happened was we ended up, um, we ended up going as far as we can. Cause I was like, dude, if we don't get a descent soon, like I'm not going to make it. Yeah. And so you started saying, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I was like, nah, let's just go. Let's just go. And you had the wisdom enough to say, Hey man, like you're low on water. You know, if there a storm comes, like, let's just turn around. And I felt bad because I wanted you to be able to get the full experience. Right. But you had enough sense to say, hey, let's just turn around. Like, this is cool. I'm good. And yeah, uh, you don't well, want to be caught in a storm on right, the mountain, bro. Which I know? really appreciated. Yeah. So I got to the point I literally hiked until I couldn't hike anymore because of pain in my leg. Yeah. Um, so we, we turn around, we start to go down a little bit and we run into this guy oh, who's, yeah. who's been out in the mountains for like how many days, 13 days or something he crazy. Was out there, yeah. He was out there for like two weeks hiking that mountain yeah. range. So it was like his, his life dream. Right. So he saved up a bunch of money. <laughs> wasn't working. And he said he, he was like, hiked like, like y'all want a shot of whiskey? We we're like, no, nah, man. He's like, you want to smoke some weed? And yeah. We we're like, we we're like, <laughs> we're like uh, 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 probably, probably not. <laughs> not a good idea. Nah, we're all right. So we, yeah. We turned it down. We actually turned down the, the weed and the drink Casey on the mountain. turning down drink. Man. Hey, and it would have been, uh, yeah. it would have been legal there too. So, yeah, so anyways, we turned it down and, uh, uh, we he, was start nice, he was a nice yeah, guy. Nice guy. We started nice talking guy. to him and, and we say, yeah, man, we didn't know where the trail was going. Like we got up there a little bit. He goes, oh man. Yeah. That happens to everybody. Like he said, you see that little ridge up there? He goes, that's called the Phantom Terrace, bro. Tiny ridge. He says, he said the trail disappears and people get to where you get and they turn around. So I didn't feel so bad, right. but, um, the whole idea behind that is that we're going to go back and conquer the Phantom Terrace. So we're going to do I'm, it. I'm I'm training. I'm getting my ass in gear. Yeah, and uh, we're going to make it happen. Yeah, so, I'm ready, man. so basically, what what you did um, is you invited some other guys to be a part of that. But based on that vision of this ascension ministry for men or for broken men to get some other guys out there to go do this, but yeah. again to make it a ministry where you know, we can get out there and whatever yeah. we're dealing so with. Yeah. I mean, essentially. I mean, semi-annual, I mean, it's, I mean, I hope, I, you know, dude, I'll, I'm I'll, excited I'll, about I'll, that, bro. I, I am. I, and I want to prophesy that into existence, man. I know God's good, you know, cause I don't even want my, I'm so, I'm so sold on this, man. I don't even want to work anymore, dude. Like this is all I want to do. You that know, like I want to cave. I want to, I want to climb. I want to do that. That's all I want to do. I you just want to play video games yeah, for a living. Yeah. And I mean, and taking guys up trees too. That's part yeah. of it as well, you know? And, um, Man, I'm so pumped on that. You know, I, I just am. And it's, it's like one of those things where you find, when you find your ministry, man, or when God gives you rather, it's like, it's so hand tailored to who you are, to your, your being, you know, in your core. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I want to do like even quarterly, if we can do trips, like I'm talking, I'm not talking about just going to Colorado, you know, I'm talking to go into these places, man, you know, um, like doing you know, whitewater rafting the, you know, the Colorado river down the grand Canyon. I'm talking about right, like doing in, all the in Kentucky, there's called the mass or it's like this, I think it's called the mass. It's a three day trip canoe trip into a cave where you were literally camping in the cave on, on the river in the cave in the darkness for three. It's a three day trip through a cave. Holy moly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, where that's is the, that? That's in Kentucky. So I'll tell you what, when I, uh, when I used to live in Houston, so it was roughly around, so about 2009 was when things kind of shifted for me. I got out of a relationship and uh, rather than staying sober, I went out and started turning into an idiot again. And, um, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's all beside the point. What happened is I, uh, 
started hanging out with my buddy Francisco again. He was a high school buddy of mine and we graduated in 2000. And so this is like 2009, you know, almost a decade later, we start hanging out again and, uh, we're like, man, let's go do some stuff. So living in Houston, we're about two and a half hours away from Austin. What's up, Corey Howard? <clears throat> yeah. What's up, Corey? <clears throat> Corey's got a kiddo these days. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Congrats. So, so we started taking Congrats. what we were calling, uh, um, impromptu kayaking trips. So we would drive down to San Marcos, which is between San Antonio and Austin. Yeah. And there's the river. There's a bunch of rivers down there where people float. There's the Guadalupe river that's, and there's a uh, new bronze Falls, And then there's the Kamal. And so just these beautiful, I mean, yeah. really the, the rivers stay cool all through the season or through the year, even in the summer, it's like 68 degrees. So it's like hot, super hot and people go and float and do all this stuff. But we would drive down there. We get up in the morning, six, we drive in, we do a seven hour float trip or seven mile float trip. Nice. And then, um, we'd go back and we'd get barbecue and then we'd go home. Anyways, we started doing that and that was a lot of fun, dude. So my two favorite things to do in this world concerning the outdoors is kayaking and hiking mountains. Yeah, man. And I just, dude, I want to do that all as that, much dude. as I possibly all that. can. That's, that's what like, this, yeah. And that's what this ministry is, man. Like that's all that. Yeah. And you know, being in Kansas, I mean, we've got Arkansas right next to us, which has a bunch of caves, has a bunch of, you know, woods, camping, like mountain biking, kayaking, all of it. And then you got Colorado. I mean, you got, I mean, every, there's, we're right in the middle, man. You yeah. know, so the sky's the limit, but yeah, I'm just, man, I'm birthing this out and I'm so excited for what God's going to do about it. You know, and, and I know that he's going to do something cool like super yeah. crazy and I'm just going to, I'm going to get to tell the story, but I just get to be the recipient of this and, and give what's been given to me to other men, you know, and, uh, and, and try to help them, you know, through, through, through those, I mean, overcoming that. And I yeah. believe wholeheartedly with every, everything in my being, man, like put them in, in, into connectivity with creation, yeah. you know, and give them something to conquer. Like so, I said. So at this point, really, this is just kind of a local ministry I mean, what are we talking about eventually? Because we're talking about this on the podcast. What if there's some guy that's like in Kentucky who says, hey, I want to meet you guys in Colorado. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what if, if there's what if there's somebody listening to the podcast? It's like, man, I need that. Dude, yeah, hit, me, right. hit me up, son. Yeah. You know? Salty Dogs podcast at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on the IG. Tabby it, Tabby Tab 86. How do you spell it? T-A-V-Y-T-A-V-8-6. On Instagram. On IG. Yeah. And, and honestly, this isn't like... This isn't a pitch. No, for it's any, not. I mean, we're no. just kind of sharing our heart about what's. Yeah. But so let's talk about this real quick. What are we gonna be doing in India, man? Ooh. That's another one of those things, man. Like, you know, um, there's uncertainty there. And see, this is this is what I'm toying. This is the idea that I'm toying. This is like a little teaser for the next blog. You know, we're toying. I'm toying with this idea of uncertainty and how biologically and in our in our in our being and what's been passed down to us from our primitive roots, man. Uncertainty is is like is associated with being lost. You know what I mean? And so it incites fear and anxiety, right. but it can also be a really freeing experience. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of uncertainty, man. I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah. We got one hookup that Christine, Christine was talking about in the same region that I went to, because man, when I went there last time, that was total uncertainty, bro. Like I went there by myself. You guys, you are like, you guys kissed me, sent me off the, <laughs> sent me onto the plane, dude. And the next thing I know I was in Hyderabad with machine gun nests and like a million people, <laughs> you know, and you can't even talk about social distancing. Ain't they doesn't exist there, bro. Bro, you've been, I mean, in your life, you've been through some stuff, but you've been some places, bro. 
Yeah, dude. You've been some places. You lived in Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. you went to Teen Challenge. Yeah. I mean, you, you were working up in the Northeast, had some crazy I was out stuff east. happen to you, man. Yeah, and dude. Traveling the United States, doing your tree stuff, spelunked <laughs> in a cave in Georgia, climbing mountains, going to India. I mean, dude, I love think it. about that, man. I know. I, and, and when I think about that and I think about, you know, all, because every, every place you go to, and this is why I love traveling. Like, Cause even if you go town to town, every, every place has their own little, like their own little vibe, their own <laughs> little feel. Right. And so yeah. when you go to those places, you know, and I love taking trips. I do, I do because you get, you gain a new experience and mm-hmm. you get to like delve into another culture. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's even because the cultures are different, man, from state to state, you know what I mean? Oh, for I, sure. I, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a different it's thing. Like, it's and like, you always take something, you know, from it and it broadens your perspective and it makes you just, I, I in my mind, more balanced, more balanced at the way that you perceive things. Because I think like, like ignorance and like, I mean, just talking about like race, r- racism and, you know, I mean, even religious fanatics, you know, a lot of those people haven't been anywhere. This is, it's just, they, that's what they've always known, man, rather than broaden their perspective, you know, and it makes you a more rounded person. It makes you more able to accept other people. You know what I mean? Because you, you just, you meet other people and you get into well, experience. Well, one of the things that we haven't even really touched on. You know, we're talking about getting out of nature and getting with some Hold other guys. West, yeah, go ahead. Wes Grau, uh, the IG account is Tavi, T-A-V-Y, Tav, T-A-V, 8-6, no spaces. Hit T-A-V-Y, T-A-V, 8-6. Tavi, Tav, 86. What does that mean? Like Tavares? Dude, when I was in the Tavitav. army, dude, they, they called me Tavi. That was just because they didn't want to say my last name. You know? Oh, <laughs> so all right. So they just stuck. So yeah, that's, that's just like, yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They used to call me vanilla wafer. Well, you're you know, definitely not vanilla. I'm, well, no, I guess you, yeah. Well, I'm an Oreo. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyways. So, so. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't even hit on the whole aspect of finding the Lord in nature, man. Like where we're going to, I mean, this might be a really long podcast, dude. I'm down. Do you know? Um, so, well, well, that's part of it, man, is getting out there. Like one of the things that I remember the most, cause you're talking about experiencing different things and going all over the place and worldview and that kind of stuff. But man, there there's creation I've never seen, Right. you know, like you've seen into dude. a pit and a waterfall and you've seen the peaks of mountains and you've been a hundred and how many feet into a tree? 176. 176 feet on a tree up in the air. Like, bro, you've been some places, I know, man. but I mean, there's all kinds of beauty that I've not even been able to lay my eyes it's, on, you know, it's, it's, and, it's overwhelming, man. You know? And, and I think about that sometimes, like I climb up a tree and I'll just look where I'm at and I'm like, you know what? Like nobody's ever seen this tree from this perspective. And to me, that's a beautiful thing, you know, yeah, it's bro. Like, or when you're 176 feet up, dude, you're like, damn, yeah. you're like, Nobody's ever seen this. You've never been able There's to never seen yeah. this tree like that. And to yeah. me, that's a really special experience you for know? sure. But and, yeah, but part of this is again, getting out into nature and see, I mean, I'm telling you, there's just something majestic about is. seeing the, the vast crazy. I mean, the beauty well, of God's right. creation and, 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 and that verse, man, like look to the earth, it'll teach you all things, you know, yeah. like, and the things that I have taken from cl- climbing trees and like, you know, tree biology and 
caving and climbing. It's like, mm-hmm. man, there's mm-hmm. you could so much relate spiritually. That's I, I that's why I'm saying like I, I attribute, you know, not just not only to God like doing what He does in my life because He's always moved, man. You know, He's done He's done He's moved mountains for me time and time again. You've seen it, everybody's seen it, and He's gonna move this mountain again, dude. I know this mountain that I'm seeing, and that's that's another thing that I wanted to talk about too. We'll get into that as well. You know, these <laughs> mountains that are in our way. You know what I mean? Like moving mountains, man. Sometimes the only way to move it's to ascend that bad boy, you know, and that's a mountain for you. That's a personal mountain for you to climb that God has given you. And that's a special thing. And I, when we look at these mountains in our lives and we start shrinking back or we fall in being into being lethargic or like we don't climb it, he's given us something. It's, it's an opportunity to do something. It's an opportunity to summit that mountain where he wants you, he wants you to climb to. I mean, yes, he comes to us, but he's like, come on, son. He is spurring us on. He's like, climb, Mm -hmm. climb. Like you can do this. You can do this. You're almost there because what happens is when you're, when you're alpining or you're climbing, if you've climbed a pitch or you climb to a peak that nobody has ever accessed, (coughs) you get to name that peak. You get to name it. And so and that's and that that to me blew my mind is because when we these mountains that God gives us are mountains nobody's ever climbed before and it's specifically tailored for you. Right. And when you climb that mountain and yes it's going to be hard. Yes it's going to be dangerous in a lot of ways. It's, it's sometimes it's not safe and God doesn't call us to a life of safety. He calls us to a life of complete an absolute trust in him, right? you know? And so we don't play it safe when we're climbing these mountains, even spiritually, right? You, you, you get you, it's going to be hard. It's going to be arduous. It's going to be, you know, burly. It's going to be gnarly, you know, but when you get to the top of that mountain that God gave to you personally, you get to experience him in another way that nobody ever has. And you get to name him that in your life. Well, the, the, the most important thing that I think that you just said was that you get to experience him. Yeah. Because, and I've, I've said this probably a million times on this podcast, but there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Yeah. There's a difference between hearing that God is good and experiencing God's goodness. Right. 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 And so, and I think we, we got, we got it all up here, man. It's all head and knowledge right here, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that, go, that goes in with the waterfall. <laughs> Remember what we were talking about the waterfall? about when we got to the waterfall, experiencing that rather than reading, than reading somebody's excerpt about it. Exactly. Right. So I've, tell us about it. Jason. So so the thing is, I've put it this way before and I'll get back to the waterfall, but you know, I could send somebody to hawaii.com to go. (laughs) I could send someone to hawaii.com and say, Hey, you should go experience Hawaii. Yeah. And you could watch videos. You could even listen to the sounds of the Island. You could read all the reviews. You could memorize all the information about Hawaii, but until you get off that plane and then you step foot on that Island and you step foot on the sand and get in the water and do the snorkeling and do the hiking and bro, you have no idea. It's a different thing. You have no idea, yeah. right? Taste and see, yeah. man. Just don't read, read and about see. it. Don't yeah, read, read the recipe, bro. Taste and yeah, see that. Taste and you see. Know. Don't read. Exactly. You right. Know? So with that waterfall, bro. So we're, that hiking. was a special experience. I, it Dude, was that special. Was great, man. So we started early yeah. morning. It was nice and cool. The more we got into the to the late morning and early afternoon, it was getting hotter and hotter. Well, 
you know, we're tired. We're already, I'm already sweating. I don't even think you busted a sweat, but <laughs> you know, we're walking we're like, Oh, we want to get to the top. But then there's, you hear the water and then you see a sign that says, you know, waterfall this way. And you're like, bro, we got to do it. So you get down there and the closer you get to the water, the cooler it feels yeah. and the louder it gets. Yeah. So you're down there on the bank, on the rock and you're reaching down and you know, you're putting your hand in the water and it's rushing by and it's cool. It's not hot anymore. Yeah. It's nice and cool. It's refreshing. There's the mist and you're like exhilarated and reinvigorated Yeah. and you're breathing in the cool air. You're taking pictures. Like you're listening to the sound of the rushing water. You're pulling a hydro flask out of the, yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're experiencing this waterfall. And then like you, you, we hiked back up and got back on the trail and then we left the waterfall behind. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the waterfall. I'm trying to describe my experience. We have videos, we have pictures, but it's nothing we like being po- there. We should post some of those pictures. Yeah. Vin- you know, yeah, we should. We should. Yeah. Throw them on our, Speak, you know, we'll put them on, um, yeah. On our blog post. So when we release an episode, we make a blog post. Yeah. So we'll drop some of those images yeah, in sure. and that'll be pretty cool for yeah. people to see. But again, it's not going to, it's not going to serve it justice. Right. It's the experiencing of that. And then the other thing that I, you see how excited I got telling the yeah, story. It's, it, it's yeah, it's life giving, man. So we're standing there and the water's rushing by. It's loud. It's cool. I feel like I'm full of life, man. Like I got yeah. a second wind, you know? And I just think to myself, like scripture says, his voice is like the sound of many rushing waters. And so I just like close my eyes and I'm like, man, the Lord's voice sounds, sounds something like this, and we, right? And we just so even, yeah. even the person who wrote that in the scripture had experienced the Lord's voice in a way that it sounded right. like many rushing waters. Right ascribed something to it and just tried to describe it so that you could maybe understand that. So I could sit here and think about the sound of many rushing waters. And that's very different than me actually sitting by a place where there's rushing water and then trying to, you know, tap into that. It's just completely different, man. And we were talking about like that comparison, like with scripture, like experiencing God and experience or, or, and reading somebody else's account of their experience of God. You know, oh, it's brutal. It is. But I mean, this is, we're not bashing and on the Bible. Not we're not going into that. You know what I mean? It's not that they're not and, valid and we are glad. We are glad that they yeah. wrote those experiences down. But how often do we just like, how often do we just go to scripture and just read it, internalize it in our mind and man, don't experience that man. Like I believe, man, I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to be experienced. He wants to extend his hand. He wants to dwell inside of us. He wants us to experience him. And, you know, and, and this is part of the reason for a long time of my life, man, of being just not satisfied, you know, because I hadn't experienced it. I got all these people telling me all this stuff about him. You know what I mean? But I hadn't experienced it. Mm -hmm. And man, like just lately, man, he's been, you know, when you do in order to experience him, to be your comfort, you got to be put in an uncomfortable position Right. for him to be your defender. You've got to be defenseless, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for him to be your hiding place, you know, for him to be those things like you've got to be put in those. And, and I think sometimes we get so uncomfortable with how uncomfortable it is, but that's the place exactly where you're going to meet him and how often we don't stray off the path, how often we, we control things around us out of fear. 
you know, um, out of, you know, uncertainty because we don't want to be uncertain. We want, we want, we want, you know, solidity right. and we, we don't want well, to be disoriented or, or in a place where we're lost, yeah. you know, but well, it's, it, but it's in being lost and understanding and embracing your lostness that you're found. <laughs> right. Right. How can yeah. you ever be found like that? If you've never been lost like that dog, I've been lost like that. And let me tell you, I've been found like that. son. Mm. you know what I mean? Well, you know, remember Paul is talking about his experience with the Lord when he says, take this, take this thorn. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus says, my flesh is my, yeah, right. Nah, bro. My, my, my strength, my power is made perfect in weakness. That weakness is the prerequisite for God's power to be manifest in your life. Right. Right. That's why it's blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek, right? Blessed are the the humble or whatever the rest of the Matthew five talks about, but it's, it's that same concept of us talking about the only prerequisite or what is it? The only thing that we limit God with is the amount of emptiness that we bring him. Dude. Right. So yeah. if we want to be filled, we got to be empty. Right. And, right? and, and humble, you know, <laughs> humility is the prerequisite to that as well. Be- yeah. Becoming empty, he shows grace becoming to the empty and becoming nothing so that he can be all in all. Mm-hmm. You want God to be all in all. You got to empty yourself out. We don't like to do that because of our pride <laughs> and our arrogance and our spiritual blindness. And, mm-hmm. and yes, I believe Christians can be spiritual blind. I was spiritually blind for a long time. Even though I was a Christian, I was saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But dude, I was limiting his power in my life because, because of my pride, my mm-hmm. arrogance, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. Right. So God shows grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. When we're prideful, God is opposing right. us and not giving us grace. Right. He withholds that grace if we are not found in a humble state. Well, we're, we're, so we're, withhold, we're withholding it from ourselves, essentially. Exactly. Because it's there for the taking, but it's us. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, he says, therefore, come boldly to the throne. Boldly. And so that you may receive mercy and grace in your time of need, but you have to go to the throne, right? You have to go in and submit yourself and say, father, right? It's like Jesus telling the story about the two guys praying. There's the one guy who's like, Oh Lord, I'm a sinner. And he beats my chest. He beats his chest and says, forgive me. And then there's a Pharisee that says, God, thank you that I'm not like that sinner. And he's like, who do you think he heard? Yeah, man. And and a lot of us don't want to go to his throne because we're too busy establishing our own. You know what I mean? Boom. And, and building their own kingdom. Yeah. 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 And so, but yeah, experiencing him and, and, you know, we experienced him on that mountain, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was so strong. And like, man, we just, I remember just sitting there listening to that waterfall, man. That was a profound moment for me as well. Yeah. You know, it was just like, we were just soaking that in, dude. Like there was no, essentially we escaped society too. We escaped our obligations to other people. There was, there was no time limit. Do we had a whole weekend where we didn't have to do anything. Like I remember get back to the campsite. Like, what do I want to do now? I don't care. We, we just, just went home. We just, we just stay here. Yeah. We, we hiked them out and came back and we were just like sitting there by the fire. I was like, what do you want to do? You want to stay here? Another? I was like, I don't know, man, whatever you want. And then we just moseyed on home, you know, yeah, just, there was no time limit. There was no time restriction. We didn't have any phone service. We were right. You know what I mean? It was just us. We have forced yeah. us into a position where we should have been in the first place, which is connectivity with each other. So connect in, in this experience, connectivity to God, connectivity to each other mm-hmm. and connectivity to creation, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I've been on lately. It's a big and, deal. and that connectivity, it forced us into that place where, and, and the ministry that was happening between us, like we talked about some, a lot of stuff, man, that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it ministered to me and it ministered to you. Yeah. And how often we miss that in our day-to-day lives. We're so busy, man. Cause we got so much, crap so much stuff do, going yeah. on. That's one thing I like <sighs> about India. When we go to India, yeah. dude, man, there ain't no, 
you know, so I was like, they were like, yeah, we'll come pick you up at like nine o'clock, three o'clock rolls around. And they're like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, I've been waiting here for, you know, the American in me. He like, you said you were going to be here. And then like, as I was there longer and longer, it like became that, that sense of not being obligated to a timetable was freeing, you know? But you know, man, I, I hear about this in other countries and we talked a little bit about this when we hung out the other day. Um, Yes, I just admitted that we're hanging out during the social distancing order and quarantine, but... It was a religious thing. It was a religious thing, yeah. <laughs> it was a religious gathering. Um, so, um, we were talking about that, how, you know, we've taken on this crazy time situation to where there's, you know, we got to be there at a certain time, it's got to be over at a certain time, and how other countries, they... They say, like you said, nine o'clock, but then they just show up whenever. And something that I heard the other day, and I've heard this specifically about, about Africa is that they'll say, Hey, we're having a get together. You should come over. Well, what time is that going to happen? Oh, you know, maybe around noon or whatever. People will show up at four or five o'clock later on in the day. Well, number one, the people who host this thing already know that they're going to make it like a day long affair and that they might say a time, but people are just going to come all day long. Yeah. And so their attitude when people show up is that I'm so glad you're here because they value that time together, right? That relationship. So what happens is we say, Hey, I'm having a birthday party from two to four. And then, you know, someone shows up at three and it's like, Oh, you're late. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm late. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, Rather than, hey, I'm glad you're here. Or somebody showed up at four when it ended, you'd be like, hey, what are you doing here? We ended at four, not, yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Come in and let's hang out. Right. Said idea of hospitality. I've heard so many stories about, you know, in other countries, people will show up to their house and they will cook until all the food's gone and they'll drink the tea till all the tea's gone and they'll hang out for hours and hours and hours because they just have this idea of hospitality right. that we're just, we're here to spend time with people and to give and to serve. And, uh, man, I just, we, we're missing that. Yeah. You yeah, know, we are. to an extent we are. Well, well I, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we, we honestly, together, most people get stuff, but. Yeah. But not, not like that. Though. Not like and, that. You yeah. know, when I was in India, I, you know, whenever I'd go to the villages, you know, there'd just be nothing to do. You know what I mean? There's no, there ain't, bro, where I was at, ain't no TVs. You know what I mean? There's not, the kids aren't sitting around playing Game Boys and, you know, TVs and Netflix and, and <clears throat> just being glued to the television, man. Like, you're just out there. And they were so happy to even receive a baseball bat and some balls. You know what I mean? Like, and they would just be playing outside. And like, I, I, I just remember feeling like, what am I supposed to do? Because there wasn't anything to do. It was just to relax and chill with these people. But in my mind, there was an empty space that I needed to fill with oh. something, you know, that I needed to, that I needed to input something yeah. rather than just like resting and relaxing and, and hanging out with these people, which is what I was there to do in the first place where I thought I was there to do. But like, you know, then you get there and you, and you do, and you're like, wow, this is completely different than what I had, I had thought well, this was well, going to be. Well, what did it become then? It became about the people, right? It became about the relationship. It did. And you honestly, know, in this world, this is all we really have is each other. Right. Honestly, all we have are the rest our, of it's our an moments illusion, man. You together. Know? Yeah. The, re the anything outside, all this technology, all this stuff, all these jobs, all these things that we do, you know, that's 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 fleeting. You know. Right. The connection to each other, man, and and man, there's an awakening coming. 
you know, especially with this pandemic, you know, and God spoke to me very clearly, you know, there's an awakening that's coming. No, not his, not his right. second coming. Yeah. We're not, we're not there yet. It's bro. a new era as, too. As much, yeah, it's a new era. It's a new season. And we're, man, like we're not even, clo- I know people want to say, oh my God, the Lord's going to return soon. That's not going to happen soon, man. But what he, <laughs> what he told me, there's an awakening coming, especially after this pandemic, especially after this stuff, man, a great awakening for the Christian body for the, that's going to unite the body and oneness mm. to each other and connectivity Good. to each other, which is yeah. what we're talking about right we're here, talking about, yeah. you know, because that's important. And I think that one of the, the, the biggest detriments in our lives and why so many people end up being church hurt end up, you know, losing relationships, losing marriages is because nobody wants to connect fully and completely. We're not cleaving to each other the way that we should, because cleaving is not, like I said, a marriage thing. It's, right. you know, Jonathan cleaved to David. It was, it's a soul tie. It's good. It's a soul tie to somebody because you are connected with them on that level. And we're supposed to be connected like that. You know, we yeah. are the body of Christ connected and, and nobody wants to connect with you, man, because, because, because my wants and my desires are, are, you know, greater to me than, than actually having to get down and get dirty with selfishness. Right. You know, and it was, it is selfishness, selfishness, self-absorbed, you know, uh, just looking out for our own interests. If anything inconveniences me, I'll cut you out. You know what I mean? Like, and, and how often, you know, we just live disconnected. Well, let me just tell you, like at, I'm guilty of this for sure. I can't think of any situation recently right off the top of my head, but I know that within Christianity, we are constantly, we not constantly. How do I want to say this? I need to craft this statement properly. We're not quick to, but we will justify the cutting out of people from our lives based on how they make us feel or, you know, based on sometimes selfishness. And I don't know that we truly understand oneness and we truly don't understand agape love because agape love knows no bounds. There is nothing that disqualifies people from agape love, but we will always Say, well, that person's just toxic. You got to cut them out of your life. That that person's this. You got to cut them out of your life. That person is a toxic person. Yeah. And and it's hard. I mean, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I know that, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to call people out, but I'm just saying that I'm trying to piggyback on what you're saying, that there's a deeper sense of connectivity. There's a deeper sense of love and communion and oneness to be had by the body of Christ. And so when Kim and Christine and and Lisa, they and Soren actually went to, they all went to South Africa again. And the theme for that trip was oneness. And I just want to say something about what they're doing with their trip. So, you know, Kim's my wife. Christine is my sister-in-law. Lisa is a good friend of everybody for years and years and years. And then Soren is uh, Christine's son. And so they went to South Africa and these aren't like normal mission trips. This is their third trip yeah, dude. and they're going and they're connecting with the body of Christ on yeah. deeper levels and, and they're accomplishing stuff in the kingdom. They're kingdom building. They're bringing heaven to earth according to God's will, right? Jesus said, let us pray your will on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. So they're, they're on mission. They're accomplishing stuff, but because of this whole COVID-19 thing, they had to stay in the same place yeah. the entire time, which in one sense, you might have thought, oh, well, COVID-19 wrecked our travel plans. Actually, it was God ordained that they would stay in this one place and that the theme that 
that entire time would be oneness and that they would be in situations in one place in one place <laughs> with this group of people yeah. where they had to work through a bunch of stuff that was keeping them from having the the unity with those people yeah and so it's like imagine i don't know baptist and pentecostals being stuck in a room for four days it's like i'm putting you in this place so that you can get over your crap and freaking love one another it'd be spirit and truth right you know what i'm saying (laughs) yes exactly yeah 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 Yeah. but you see what i'm saying no i do it's like and there's a relationship in the way that we work through our differences we work through this crap instead of breaking off into denominations right right and and that's 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 not unity you know well unity in doctrine they'll claim unity in 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 around christ but the doctrine splits big time it happens did you know that there's man i can't even think of the 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 amount but there's some thousands of different denominations and sects of christianity yeah thousands of reasons for the body to split over what some would call essential, but probably non-essential doctrine. Right. It's just crazy, man. It is. And so, that's not unity in my mind. And that's what I'm saying. Like this awakening that's coming, man, I'll prophesy all day long, whatever, man, you know, that the awakening is going to unify the body, you know, denominations be thrown out the window, man. You know, there's something that's coming and it's going to be amazing. And, um, but yeah, speaking to just like love, like we were talking about, I know we're getting off track from our original intent, but whatever, you know, to truly open yourself up to connection is to open yourself up to be burdened. Correct. Is what Chris Cerna says. Hey, he's with us. He is with us. We replaced you, Chris. That's right. (laughs) El Pinguino del Norte. But man, there's a love, you know, when we're talking about like, you know, toxic, man, like everybody uses that, that freaking phrase now, like that, that came in recently, you know what I mean? Toxic, you know, how to identify toxic people in your life. Dude, there's a love that we can have, that we can display, you know, the choice that we can make, you know, there's a love that conquers the multitude of sins. You know what I mean? Like therefore I'll cut you out. No, man. Like we're supposed to live, you know, what Derek Shore told me is cruciformed life, you know, like Christ, I'll I'll recap it for you. It was like Christ on the cross when he was getting, it wasn't, he didn't have a defensive posture. He had his arms open wide to open to every attack, open to every hurry, man. And there's a love that conquered conquers the multitude of sins, man. Our hearts are hard. That's the problem. We excuse, we excuse our hardness of heart by claiming, oh, well, that's just, you know, blah, 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 this, you know, one of the most powerful things that, that I remember, um, that Jesus said was when he was on the cross and, and he said, forgive them father, for they know not what they do. Right. And I think about that. And obviously one of the reasons he's able to forgive them is because he's Jesus. But that statement, they know not what they do. Like even in the, the utmost and purest evil of wishing murder upon a man and, and them saying, crucify him. That's, we want him to be crucified. Right. We want him to die. And right. as he's hanging on the cross dying, he's saying they, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like they have no idea what they're asking for. They have no idea the pain that they've caused. They have, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. know not what they do, even though he had to be crucified. Right. He's still saying, forgive them because they don't get it. 
most often people don't truly understand the pain that they cause people. And I think that we, we think that people are innately evil and right. that they have it out for us. And so they do these things to us and we just say, well, you know what? I'm just not going to have anything to do with them because they've caused me too much pain and they're just a terrible person. Actually, they don't know the pain that they're causing you because right. this is why Jesus says to love others as, or do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Love others as you love yourself. Because if we can do unto others as we would have them do unto you, we would never cause the amount of pain Right. That we're causing them because we've been through such pain in our own lives that we would never wish on people. Right. You would say that I don't right. wish that pain on anybody. Anybody. Yeah. And so we can say we don't wish that pain on anybody, but sometimes our actions actually put that pain on people. Yep. But we don't even realize that's what's happening. Exactly. And so that's where forgiveness is born is when we realize they just don't even understand. Right. They don't get what they're doing. I'm going to forgive them because they're essentially ignorant right. in the way that they're acting and the pain that they're causing. They Dang. have no clue, Yeah, but you wouldn't wish it on them either. Right. Or you shouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, dude. That's a hard place to get though, man, to get to the place to where you say, and sometimes I feel like I really understand uh, justice and mercy. Cause I'm like, well, how many, well, how many times <clears throat> Lord should I forgive my brother? I mean, yeah. there's gotta be a limit, right? Like yeah. he does this and this and this over and over and over again, but there's gotta be a limit where I got to cut it off and say, Hey man, enough's enough. I'm bouncing. Right. He's like nah, 70 man, times like, seven. Talking about like 70 times seven, bro. Yeah. Over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. again. Never bro, ending love time. gives never ending forgiveness. Right. For man. you have not resisted temptation to the point of shedding blood. Right. So. So why don't you sit down? (laughs) Be humble. Take a seat, homie. (laughs) Sit down, dude, dude. Yeah, interesting. That's funny. Wes Grouse says, just a thought about your analogy of Pentecostal and Baptist in the same room. They would come out as Bapticostals. (laughs) Or Pentatists. Pentatists. Anyways. So back to, you know... This, where, where we were going with Ascension Ministries and the mountain, you know, um, and the mountain, the personal mountain that God gives you, you know, and just that journey, you know, uh, and even to the cave, man, like <clears throat> that, that cave experience, man, I can't, hopefully someday you'll be able to do something like that with me, man, you know, because that was, that'd be awesome. It was so it's it's hard to even explain, right. man. Like, and you, you want to so badly, but it's not going to serve it justice. Yeah, you just can't. You You're know? just going to have to keep blogging about the, it. Yeah, and the principles that I learned from it, man. Um, dude, I'm going to blog about it. Yeah, that's you what should I'm just gonna, go ahead and blog about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to yeah. ruin it because I've got like three pages written so, down. So let's let's kind of wrap things up on this note with Ascension Ministry for broken men. So this right now, this is, this is an idea. It's a vision. The Lord's given you. It's something you're moving towards. The litmus test is in June. Right. So in June, we've got some guys going, we're going to go summit the mountain, um, or conquer the phantom terrace. Um, but what do you see as how some of that's going to play out? Is it going to become like a formal ministry where there's like a logo and a website and like, or what do you, what's going to be happening with this thing? Or are you going to open it up to everybody or is it just going to stay like, I think man referral, you know, I'm just, 
I'm in a place right now just of complete trust like that. Go read the anchor blog, you know, or the, the, that's where I'm at, man. I'm completely trusting him. You know, uh, I believe that he's going to bring the people that need to be a part of it. I believe he's going to be, I believe he's going to bring the guys that, that need it. Uh, and I want this thing, dude, I don't want to come into, into ministry with any preconceived notion of how it should operate. Sure. I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk, walk. And he's given me the burden for it. And he's given, he's going to give me the people he's going to give me the resources. Right. He's going to give it, he's going to do it all because it's yeah. his, it's not mine. Yeah. I just get to be a part of it. Yeah. And, uh, but I, man, I just, I see something. Sure. I see something that, man, I, I, in, in, in the vision that I have, man, I see men being healed from, from, from divorce hurt, man. I feel, I, I see men like yeah. breaking chains, God breaking chains where men are going to yeah. walk off that mountain and never touch a drug or alcohol Gosh, ever again, son. Yes. That's what I see. Yeah. You know, I see the, the oppressed and the depressed, you know, walking off that mountain with a new sense of worthiness, yeah. worthy because mm. God called them worthy, you yeah. know, and what rising up out of, out of the shame and, 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 you know, and, fear, you yeah. know, and walking off that mountain with their heads held high yeah. as a son of God, man. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I feel man, I like, just, man. Just as a, in my personal life, <laughs> I, I'm always desiring to, to go do these kinds of things and get out there. It's you in know. our nature, dude. Yeah. Well, for two years, man, I wanted to go and just, it, things were crazy. I can't even tell you how I couldn't plan a trip yeah. in two years. And I asked for people around me, couldn't get dates together. It just didn't work out, man. But we finally got out there. And when I got out there again and I came back and I told my wife, I said, we have to take a trip like this at least once a year. Like, it is so. I, I've got to get away. It's it's, it's dude, so Jesus good for my, it. he was like, man, he was like, he was in the hustle bustle and every day he's like, man, I need to get away from these mofos. You know, he went to the mountain, <clears throat> yeah. you know, to pray and to be alone because dude, yeah. you know, it's, it, dude, it draws us. It cries out to us, man. Like that's you just, a, that's you just a, said, Jesus said mofos. No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Brofos. How about that? So, you know, he's like, I got to get away from these people, man. He knew the, the importance of getting away you know, and, and that cries to our, to, it calls yeah. out to us, man. Yeah. Like we are intrinsically tied well, to creation. You, you know, know what I mean? You know, we've taken that. From the dust you were formed. This is, the, Dude, the dust is connected. in our blood. You know we, what I mean? Yeah. That's in our bodies, man. Right. The same, the same um, materials that the mountains and everything, everything organic is made from. We're 80, is, we're 80 percent water. Right. But we're, the difference is that we've got the spirit of God breathed into us right, to exactly. give us life and make All us a the person. elements yeah. are, are, dude, we're connected to that, man. And it calls to us, dude. And that's why I believe it's so healing because mm -hmm. it is connectivity to original, like the garden, man. Well, you Chilling. know, we've taken, we've taken that, um, that idea and we said, well, you know, as was his custom, Jesus got away in the morning and he, you know, went to the mountain to pray and, and, uh, and yeah, there's some principle there. We can say, oh, we got to have our daily time and we get away and rest and do these things. And all that's true. But bro, to actually go get away and go get on a mountain, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's spiritual big you know? time, you know, big time. And spiritual. It's a big thing spiritual, spiritually too. Yeah. There's man, just like, something about it, man. And dude, I'm so excited for the ministry, man. I'm, excited. I'm glad we're doing it, you know, and, um, Man, more to come, I'm sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm I'm already buying gear. Like I'm gonna go buy my uh, yeah. my hammock, and uh, I'll probably buy a tent. I gotta buy some hiking. Remember, you bought a ski pole for your hiking. I stick? did. I have that <laughs> ski pole. It's here in the studio. I'll probably take it back, bro. I'll yeah. put stickers on it, write dates yeah. on it, and yeah, stuff. Dude. You turn might it as well. In, turn it into a 
a, uh, not a relic, but yeah. a uh, you were, totem. You were sadly unprepared, man. Dude, I was woefully unprepared. Yeah. You were laughing at me because I was hiking in like Adidas shoes or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I'm excited. I'm gearing up too, man. And I, I really, like you were given vision for that. I can just imagine the kind of conversations that we're going to have as we're walking campsite. along campsite can't buy the, the fire in the dude. Car, like dude, on the night got, before man like right. that's what i believe because you know and i worship too man and i've been writing a lot dude and like just god's putting songs in my heart man and like this is <clears> it <throat> man like getting together kumbaya on you know what i mean Around yeah the fireside <laughs> and then the next morning getting up early and doing it yeah, you got some comments for him, man. <laughs> Tony Lee. Woot, woot. What's Tony Lee doing, man? I had to say, what's dude, up? Tony Lee, bro, I want to tell you, this is crazy because I literally was thinking about you today. I was like, man, I was wondering what that guy was doing. I literally thought about you today, and lo and behold, here you are. <laughs> there you he know, is. There he is. Daniel so. Smith says, write it. Do it, bro. Don't tell me what to do, Write Daniel. that damn blog. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyways, yeah, man. Good dude. stuff, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can... I think here's what I think. I think there are guys listening to this and even people we know that if we were to just say the word, they'd say bet. Let's go dude. That, and that's you what know? I'm saying. That's what I want it to be like too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And l- like I said, when I gave out my IG, if you guys are interested in something like that, you want to link up, man. Like I'm telling you, bro, we can go. Casey Tavares ain't got nothing but time now. dude. So it's like, you know, we can plan those trips and man, hit me up. I'm, I'm telling you, cause I want to, I want to do these trips quarterly or semi-annual, you know, yeah. like, and, and, and get it done, man. Hit me up. You know, I would go on to year spring and, and, early fall I'm gonna, or yeah, late summer I'm going to map these I'm going to map these trips out and if you want to go and late I, summer. I'm telling you I'm telling you if this is something that is pricking your heart this is what this is for you yeah. can come with me I'm telling you you can come you know that's what's up yeah, exactly so legit that was bro. a good podcast honestly yeah you know I would say so yeah, I'd say so yeah too. good stuff well yeah. we'll uh we'll call it Appreciate you guys listening and watching. You know the deal. SaltyDogsPodcast.com. Go check out the blog. Be on the lookout for Casey's uh, Lessons from the Cave Part 2. Yeah, go listen to Part or go read Part 1, man. Yeah, I lo- I'm, I'm proud of proud of that. Proud yeah, of that, yeah, we got some good stuff going on in the blog, man. We've, yeah. been, we've also been doing some uh, bonus stuff, some collaboration with some other podcasts, yeah. uh, other, other podcasters. And anyways, it's it's been cool to, to continue connecting and uh, to connect and put out um put out media yeah for sure for sure again uh, man you can i just i really feel like giving my information out not my per like my real personal information but you can if you want to write this down and get a hold of me drop me a line i mean even to come you know have a conversation or if you if you're interested in doing a trip like that you can reach me again on instagram at tabby tab 86 so that's t-a-v-y t-a-v 86 on instagram and then also i'll, I'll put my personal email out there i don't really care it's uh casey Tavares, c-a-s-e-y t-a-v as in victor a-r-e-s at icloud.com um no spaces dude drop me a line i'd love to hear from you um you know so uh man i'm just excited i'm excited about this new season i'm excited about this ministry starting up and uh yeah love you guys mad love for sure sweet deal man yep all right salty dogs out oh